Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. That's right. You hear that sound. You hear that man with that baritone voice bringing us in. It's us. It's me. It's Matt McSweeney. Like I said, Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. I am joined by Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling? I know you... Uh, you you had a great weekend watching uh, Dan Argetta, you know, get get, get kind of worked over in some of the worst striking defense we've ever seen, and uh, Montserrat Rendon, not to be confused with Anthony Rendon, taking a huge W this weekend. So it was a good weekend for you. Yeah, uh, Chris Levens, huge L. Yeah, uh, I, I, we, we got to talk about that when we get there. I, I mean, I have that cooked up on the uh, sheet right here of things <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, um, it turns out fighters might not be the best judges either. So it's like we have to completely overhaul our thinking of this, uh, how we're going to fix this judging system. But yeah, that was uh, that was one of the. Also, we saw one of the worst. Not, not, uh, not to be hyperbolic, one of the worst boxing decisions ever. Really? But it was a female fight. Nobody really, obviously, in the grand scheme of things, nobody really cares. But. Uh, yeah, there was a really, really bad fight. Jessica McCaskill, uh, I think that's her name, right? Jessica, yeah, Caskilla, whatever her name is, the uh, the female boxer. She's like, she had all the belts or whatever. Um, I forget who she's with. Is it Matchroom? Hold on. Let me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matchroom on zone, which is, you know, of course, they're going to just try to promote the A-side. She was like minus her? 300. Yeah. She was like minus 300, and uh, she she fought a chick named Sandy Ryan, and uh, apparently everybody thought Sandy Ryan won like 99-91, and it was a split draw with somebody giving it 97-93 to McCaskill. Um, I watched some of the highlights. She lost like almost every round, uh, and she got a split draw. <clears throat> so There you go. That's, uh, that's boxing, and that's, you know, that's just combat sports, it seems. When you go to the judges on any of these sports... It's not. It's not. You're not. You're asking for trouble. It's not good news, and we we learned that throughout this. Thing. Now, and Chris Lieben taught us a lesson in MMA again. That, like you said, these uh, these fighters aren't exactly the greatest, uh, you know, minds in the game when it comes to judging a fight. It's it's not an easy job. We've never said that it's easy to sit there cage side and judge, but if it's going to be your job, I think you should probably have some things that you're good at and some. Some things like no, no 10-8 rounds, you know, on ten things that aren't 10-8s and stuff like that. Just some basic stuff we ask for. And some consistency. Yeah. That's another thing that we ask for. But Too much to ask for. And, you know, they have different guys getting in there with different thoughts and opinions on every fight. So you never really know what you're walking into. But we got some uh, – what do you want to talk about first? Would you like to talk about fight news or would you like to talk about some comments that we got on uh, – some, you know, or some <laughs> thoughts that were on the Grosso fight last week? Uh, let's, that... let's, let's start with that. I'm All excited. right, yeah. So uh, shout out to the college kids. We got a couple comments on those videos. We had a, uh, a gentleman who didn't really speak English, it seemed, to tell us that uh, you know Grosso got beat up and that she lost uh, basically, which you know I didn't necessarily – I don't think I agreed with anything. I, I, I Maybe I thought – I don't even think Valentina really won. I just thought she didn't lose. That's that was my opinion. And you thought Grosso won forty eight forty seven, which was yeah. I don't think is that crazy crazy of an opinion because it just kind of seemed like Valentina gave it away. I didn't even think Valentina deserved the win, but I think the draw wound up being even though how we got there was bad. You know, we kind of talked about that. You can go back and watch that. But here we go. This is uh, I'm not even. Gonna, I mean, this is a with a, a Pokemon avatar. So 
Uh, just so you know what you're walking into. But this is how this gentleman starts the uh, comment off. Let's go. I'm not going to watch a second of this video. <laughs> <laughs> so, there, <laughs> right there, we know this guy is locked in, all right. right? He's pissed. He's pissed. All right? He's, I'm not going to watch a second of this bullshit, basically. I just want to ask, are you going to talk about how Mike Bell and the worst referee in UFC history, Sal Diamato, which he's not a referee, but that's okay, Pokemon. Yeah, thank uh, God he's not. Yeah, gave the fourth round to Valentina, question mark. So, uh, and I'll just, I'll just read the rest of this. As outrageous of a scorecard as the 10-8, except that more relevant because if they would have given the fourth round to Grasso, the 10-8 wouldn't have been that big of a deal for all these idiotic, not idiotic, E, double E, idiotic like that. people saying Shevchenko was robbed. And here your your little parenthesis action and should be irrelevant anyways because Grosso clearly won forty eight forty seven. In what world did Val? I'm sorry. In what world Valentina won round? Question mark. Grosso landed more strikes, had more multiple sub attempts. Val had zero. Took Valentina's back and slammed her on the ground. So I don't. I, I like to, also I guess, did have a sub attempt. Yeah, so I would like to hear your thoughts on Mr. Pokemon and uh, what you what you ha- <laughs> what you think. I wish. Uh, hey, I guess he won't hear this because he's not going to watch a second of any right. of these videos. But well, um, if I remember correctly, I thought Grasso won the fourth round. I thought the fourth round was the desire. Yeah, I thought it was very close. I thought that was the closest round. Um. Let me try to go back and see how the judges. I think two of the judges gave the fourth to Valentina. I think that's what he's saying. Mike Bell and the worst referee, Sal Diamato. So uh, I mean, I, I don't really like either of those two refs. Yeah, I would love worth. to see um, Mr. Diamato in in the octagon with the black shirt on, ready to just get in there in <clears> case <throat> anything happened. Yeah, I Junior Camillo. I feel like uh, him and I were were spot on here. Two, four, and five. I gave to Alexa Grasso. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I thought the fifth or the fourth round was very close. Um, let's try to bring up these. That's the la- that's the round where she like, landed the knees that they went back and said yeah, they were I legal thought, because her hand right. wasn't really bearing weight and all that, and it was kind of like a. She also got a takedown in that round, so I feel like she landed the damage. She landed the bigger, the better, more the the, the more, the more if that makes sense, more shots. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought she won that round. I mean, she almost had as much control as Valentina did. Um, I think she might have gotten her back. No, she didn't get her back taken. That was round three. Um, yeah, I don't. You know, I agree, Mister Pokemon. I think uh, <laughs> King Grosso won the fourth. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how only one judge gave her the fourth. But like you said, Mike Bell and Sal Diamato, uh not good. Not yeah, good. I mean, we we kind of talked about that too. But I mean, my whole opinion basically of that was, you. I would not argue if somebody said that Grosso should have won the fourth round. I don't think, like, I really don't have an opinion on that. I'm just more talking about the fact that that, you could say the 10-8 shouldn't have mattered, but it did matter. So that's why I was talking, like, that's why I think that's a huge deal. And I just, not even for this fight specifically, if that's how we're doing this, like, with those 10-8s, then that's a big concern. Like, that's something we need to know when we're going to bet on these fights, because it's just like, oh, if the guy... You know, controls the guy for two, three minutes of a round, then he—that's a ten-eight. It's like, well, not exactly. I mean, if the crowd starts cheering behind you, it's a ten-eight. I don't know. Like, it's just 
a little bit of a concern, I'd say. But uh, I always like to say, shout out to Pokemon and all the people out there who, um, I mean, he doesn't listen, apparently. But some of you people out there that are right now listening, uh, feel free to comment on. YouTube's probably the best way. So find us on the YouTube and go in there and tell us, you're a fucking moron. And I'll read all of them for as long as, as I can. You know, if we ever became big and these became a hundred uh, comments in here, I'd read as many of them as I could. I really love reading. You know, but shout out to Pokemon. Thank you for your uh, thoughts, and uh, you know, I hope you, Worse. I hope you listen one day. I really do. I hope you give us a chance. But we got some fight news, Ty, before we get into the Fazeev and Gamrot uh, card. But Ian Machado, Gary. What, this is the night of the uh, Leon Edwards fight, right? Leon Edwards, Roy Val. That's, that's a loaded card. Uh, Patty Pimblett and Tony Ferguson, which we're going to talk about in a second. But uh, Vicente Luque and Ian Machado Gary. What are your thoughts on that just right off the rip? Do you uh, – I mean, I, it feels like it's a good matchup for Mr. Gary. Mr. Machado, I'm sorry. Uh, but do you – I guess I would ask you, do you agree? And it's – I don't know. I mean, it just, I guess – it all comes down to what version of Mr. Luque is going to show up. Because the version that showed up last time, who was more, you know, controlled and wasn't ready to just go to war with people, that's the version that is scary compared to the other one who just kind of stands there like a punching bag. So I guess this seems like another Machado decision, if you ask me. <laughs> I love that we're calling Machado. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I think this is a pretty tough test. I think it's a much tougher test than what Patty Pimble. Oh, getting. for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Luke did look pretty good. I know it was against a uh, RDA that's you know not should, should probably not be fighting at 170 or he's just too small. 170 is old. But uh, after after those back to back losses to Bilal and Jeff Neal, I thought I thought uh, Luke was cooked, man. That's why I bet RDA. But um, yeah, I think Luke could uh, provide him with some different looks. I mean, Luke has nasty front chokes that he can pretty much get anybody with. Um, I think he has a lot of power in his hands. Uh, his striking in general is not the the best. I mean, his, his um, strikes landed is almost almost dead 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 uh, center with his strikes absorbed. Uh, five point one seven to five point one five. His percentages: strike accuracy fifty two, striking defense fifty two. Uh, his takedown accuracy 60, his takedown defense 62. So um, <clears throat> he's kind of like solid everywhere, but I do have concerns with his durability. The problem is I, I don't I don't know if Ian Gary will push that, um, you know, be a, he really needs to be aggressive and get a finish. Uh, I think if people want to take him serious, um, or more seriously, I should say. Yeah, especially but, after that Neil Magny situation. That was like, <clears throat> he had that guy dead to rights and was just kicking his leg and letting him get back up and then Terrible. like that was just, it was kind of wound up being a snooze fest where you're just like is this guy really ser- like seriously not gonna f-? I mean I had decisions so I was happy but it was just I even was like dude he's gotta finish him here like this guy is limping around the octagon he's got nothing for him so if he uh, fights how he did against D-Rod <clears throat> uh, going with the with the head kick I think that could be uh, I think that could be really beneficial for him I will I will say though I think what's Ian Gary's Reach, yeah, he's uh, he's gonna be the taller fighter by like four or five inches, but he has a uh, shorter reach than Vicente Luque. He only has six fights in the UFC. <clears throat> I think Luque has twenty, so um, it's gonna be a really tough test. I know, I, I know some people are probably gonna pick Ian Gary to walk through. I definitely um, consider a play on Luque, depending on what the odds are. Yeah, I haven't seen anything yet. Um, when's the last time Luque got a sub? I guess it was two Darces when he darced Woodley and Chiesa. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I could see him doing it. I could see him pulling off a sub. I mean, he averages um, almost one one uh, what is this? One, one submission attempt per 15. So, you know, he definitely likes to strike. definitely likes to stand, but he took RDA down eight times, had uh, easy success there. Um, I think he was 8 of 11, 12 minutes of control time. So I feel like that could definitely be – I guess we'll just see how Ian Gary's takedown defense is, how his grappling defense is, and um, it's a huge, huge step for him. It, it's um, – I don't know. I, th- I think he might be able to outpoint Luke if he stays on the outside. But, again, Luke has that 75-inch reach, so – uh, he likes to throw some nasty low kicks himself. He's a mean, mean dude in there. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes his performance is a little inconsistent. You know, um, I think the the Jeff Neal fight was was not great. Uh, I thought he did a, he did better than than uh, he did better against Bilal. I think than he did against Luke. I mean, he or uh, Jeff Neal he outstruck Bilal, uh, especially at distance. Um, he just he couldn't stop the takedowns. And then once he got taken down, he was pretty much uh, controlled from there and basically lost. All the rounds that he was doing well in, so um, I don't know. It's gonna be a di- it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I'm not sure who uh, who I got. I think I might go with Luke just because I kind of have to. You know, it's a, I think it's a fight that depends on the odds. It seems like a, a, a Luke money line if it's like plus two hundred would be very uh, enticing, but if it's you know maybe uh, plus one thirty forty, if it's like a closer line. Then I think an Ian Gary decision probably would look like a nice little bet there. But honestly, it's going to come down to what kind of odds they're giving us on fight night. And we will make our decision then. But we have a couple more to discuss. I'd like to, I guess we'll do Patty Pimblett, Tony Ferguson. I'm seeing this. There's a, there is a lineup for this. Patty's going to be a minus 380 favorite over Tony Ferguson. Another sort of layup. That they're kind of trying to trying to set up uh, Patty Pimblett for, but I gotta say though, Ty, this is not going to be as easy as we think it's going to be. I think. I mean, I think he should. I mean, obviously should win, but if you look, Tony Ferguson has dropped his last two fight, uh, opponents, and Patty can take a shot. We've seen that before, but Patty is also a guy who leaves his chin up there, and is he going to be able to get that submission that he it seems like he hunts on a uh, on a consistent basis against a lot of these guys? I don't know. This is going to be uh, fascinating by the time it rolls around. It's obviously he should win, but I guess I'm a little bit more intrigued by this than I guess maybe the average person. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's probably going to steamroll him, but um, I, I guess you never know, right? I mean, Tony still can hit, and um, we saw we saw Patty his striking defense against um, Jared Gordon, not great. So I mean, anything can happen, right? Anything is possible. Um, and if it goes to the ground, I think Tony, you know, I don't know, man. I feel like some of his jujitsu, I don't want to say it's overrated, but he just does a lot of like flailing around. It used to be you know. much better than it is now. See, I don't know if he's not training it as much or whatever, but it's obvious that yeah. he's kind of washed up. It, that is, uh, <laughs> yeah, that is um, the case. I would but. say. I think um, I think Patty should get a win here. I, I mean, it's a big fight for him too. I know it's kind of a layup. It's kind of a you know. Uh, a setup fight for him, but like we've seen how many times that that doesn't necessarily go the way it's supposed to. Like I could see him getting dropped. I could see him getting clubbed and subbed. You know, like Tony Ferguson is. If there's anything, he's he's still fucking tenacious. He's still the the same psychopath he always was. He's still gonna try and get in there and get a win. He needs a win. Um, how many times? How many fights has he lost in a row? Like six. Who Tony? I'm not sure. I don't have that. I could I could pull that up real quick, but it seems I believe 
One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. I mean, has anybody lost seven in a row in the UFC ever? Like, I, I would be very interested to see if that's ever been done. Um, I mean, he hasn't won since 2019. He hasn't won since before COVID. Yeah. So, like. That was the line of demarcation there where he kind of just fell off after that. And the guy he uh, beat that was Cowboy. Fight. So. Yeah. And before that was Pettis. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, he needs this. He needs to get off the schneid, if you will. Um, I just, I don't know, man. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough task. And this, I don't know if we talked about this last time. I feel like this got made in between the last time we talked and uh, the last pod or whatever. But Shavkat Rachmanov is going to be on that card as well. Uh, on, that card, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is all UFC, what, 296? 296. I think. But Shavkat Rachmanov's fighting Wonderboy. Now this... Seems like That's a little bit of a fucking a fuck you to uh, <laughs> to Mister <laughs> Mister Wonderboy, but he accepted the fight, so maybe Were he people thinks... saying he was ducking the smoke when he who was he supposed to fight or he or he declined the fight was it uh, Michelle Pereira right No, it was somebody like, the oh, night of the fight. It was oh, no, it was uh, Ian it was... Gary. Oh, uh, was Ian Gary? Because he okay. said he wanted to fight him, and he was like, "No, nah, I'm not fighting Ian Gary." So. But it's crazy though, like everyone. But I thought he was supposed to fight Michelle Pereira twice, right? Yeah, but then Michelle Pereira missed weight and stuff, so he was like, "Nah." I'm right. Not. Everyone's like, "Oh, he doesn't want to fight him because he missed weight, and he doesn't want to fight Ian Gary. He's scared of all these guys." Now he's fighting Shavkat. Now it's like, okay, never mind. This guy's yeah. better than all the guys. He refused to fight. Um, he must be getting a, a nice sum of money because nobody wants to fight Shavkat. And obviously, Wonder Boy's not taking this fight for anything less than I would. <clears throat> if I would have to guess, five hundred k, maybe more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think he's. I think speaking of Shafkat, his sister pulled out of uh, tomorrow's fight on the Contender Series. Unfortunately, so that's that sucks. That's a bummer. Yeah, uh, a lot of people said she was on Fraud Watch. Also, wow. Okay. So, yeah. Who knows? Right? She might not be as good as uh, as uh, Shafkat. Shout out to Sora. That's her name. But um, I think Shafkat's going to smoke him. I think he's going to. I think he's probably going to eat some shots. I think maybe uh, he's going to. It's going to be tough to figure out the distance a little at first. Um, I mean, Wonder Boy is so good at creating distance and keeping distance and, uh, just distance management in general. He's good at getting out of the way. He's still very, he's still pretty athletic for his old age. Like he's, I think he's 41, right? Which is, I feel like we haven't seen a fighter at that age look, look like him. Like he looks, he looks young in the face. He hasn't really taken much damage for, for how old he is and for how long he's been in combat sports, I would say. Again, I don't, I don't know that for a fact, but, um, he has suffered some injuries, like obviously, but I don't know. I feel like he's 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 a he's a young forty, I guess I'll say. Yeah, and he's only been KO'd off that one kind of freakish Anthony Pettis Superman yeah, punch off the never cage. been submitted. No. So this to me another one, another you know, another uh, tough test for for one of these young prospects, one of these hammers. Uh, I, I believe I had Shavkat winning the belt before the year ended. Is that correct? Yeah. Or, before, or in the next year. I forget. It was one of them. It was by the end of 2023, who would be the champion? You have Shavkat, I believe. Yes, sir. So we need to expedite that. I think if he finishes Wonder Boy, polishes him off. I mean, 170, nobody's doing anything at 170. And finally, no. they got um, they got Leon and, and Colby made. But I think the Shavkat, if he gets a big finish, a, a statement, you know, if he fucking chokes him to sleep or knocks him out, do you think he gets. Um, he, he he puts himself in contention because all it takes is just you know just to be just to be around just to be active just to be yes, yes I, 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 like there you know they're they're not going to be like oh Shafkat you're not ready we can't give you a title shot because if if Leon's going to wait if Cole like whatever happens with the Leon Colby fight 
And then everybody else is just waiting. Like, what are we going to do? You know, I think he would need probably one more in theory. I mean, you have Hamza yeah. up there at four, who's kind of just uh, eating a spot up. So I really don't count him uh, in this. Yeah, whole he's thing. not even so, out on seventy. No, he's not, and he's probably never coming back. I would imagine. So yeah. basically, have Shavkat in the top five, and he's fighting a guy who's right behind him at six. You know, even though I know people are going to be like, "Well, it says seven. You you understand what I just said? So, uh, <laughs> you know, Kamaru, Bilal. One of those guys maybe next, or, or, or honestly, like you said, if he goes out and finishes this guy in dramatic fashion, I could see him jumping there because those guys like Usman and, and Burns and all the ones that, that want to sit on their spots and not fight anyone, it's going to come back to like Dana will keep passing these guys up because yep. he's not going to reward you by by having you just sit around and wait. Like I don't think Usman's necessarily doing that. You you've seen him kind of say he'll fight this guy or that guy, but you know yeah. he doesn't want to fight Burns again because that's his boy. And, uh, I mean, I, I assume somebody has to fight Bilal. And Bilal, Burns just, no, was it Burns who just fought him? Yeah. Yeah, right? He got, like, he was injured or something like that. He hurt his shoulder. Or yeah. I forget what it was. But, yeah. Sand. I think Usman Bilal, if, if Bilal does, you know, wants to sit around and keep waiting, uh, you know, if not, then I think him and Usman, then they're the, or Bilal and Shavkat, uh, you know, depending on how this goes. But uh, it's good to see 170 get going again because it was kind of like right. we, we talked about it. Then a stalemate. Nobody was really doing anything in there, and I really just hope they don't reward these people for sitting around standing on their spots. But that uh, that's pretty much all the fight news that we have, uh, I believe. So They also added Cody Durden and Tajir Ullenbeckoff to that car, which I is saw a that. sneaky good fight. Sneaky yeah. good fight. Cody Durden's, Cody Durden's been on a, a, a tear lately. Also, a pretty good dude from uh, from everything I've gathered. So, big fan there. Hope he does well. Fyacheslav Borshev, your boy Slava, is fighting Nazim Sadikov. Uh, at 295, that's going to be a sneaky banger. They're they're really trying to you know beef up 295 and 296 uh, after this what 18 week? No, how how long? Eight week? No, how long did we just go with uh, without a break? A fights? Oh, I don't know. Like, a couple months. It felt like the a whole summer. Time. Yeah, uh, it's um, so now we're going to take a break this week. Thank God, uh, and then get back in there. Waldo Cortez Acosta and Andre Arlovsky. That's being made. Wow, uh, crazy. Wait, what? Uh, Sean Brady, Kelvin. Uh, no, yeah, that, no, no. Uh, Andre Arlovsky? Oh, my God. Yeah, he's... he's. I thought he, he was you know, done. I got one more in me, he said. Um, <laughs> Kelvin oh, Gastelum, Carter. Sean Brady. That'll be, an, that'll be an interesting, very, very interesting Sean Brady, Kelvin Gastelum, December 2nd. Um, I'm not sure who I got there. I think Sean Brady, but Kelvin Gastelum's a fucking dog. So, um, who else? Clay Guida. He said, I got one more left in me. He's fucking Joe Joaquin Silva on December 2nd as well. Um, not sure why, but they're really uh, uh, beefing up that whole uh, December second card because they knew that Misha Tate and Julia Avila being a main event is the most <laughs> disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. So Tannenier and Delizia, or I guess also. it's technically not. They don't really have a main event for that. Technically, they're all just <laughs> kind of three five minutes. So I guess we'll des- they'll decide who the main event is at some point. Who knows though? Uh, Jake Matthews, Michael Morales, also a pretty good. Pretty good scrap. Rob Font and Figueredo also welcome yeah. Figgy to a new division. Um, that'll be interesting. Khalil Roundtree, Azamat Mirzakhanov. Uh, this is this is one that we have all of the interest in. Matt Steamroller for Vola against Benoit Saint-Denis. That's oh, awesome. That is a fucking I'm hey, whatever the under one and a half or even the half around, I'm sm- I'm smashing that thing. Somebody's going to sleep or somebody's getting rocked very early. Yeah. Uh, fight does not start the second round is going to be the bet there that night yeah. it seems but 
Uh, I, I, I think I'm going to be on St. Denis for the record uh, ahead of time. I'm just going to let you know that so that you don't get upset when you bet the steamroller. I know you're a big steamroller guy, and I, 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 I support him as well, but I cannot leave the God of War. Going I don't think I can either. Myself. Yeah, no, nah, it's just. I don't think I can either. It's a personal battle, and there you go. So uh, I guess, is that all? I think we can get into this slop fest that was this uh, UFC Vegas 79. To, with all due respect, of course, to uh, everyone involved, but uh, it's just kind of another main event that's marred in, uh, you know, not necessarily even controversy, just kind of uh, we don't get the result that we wanted. Rafael Fazeev, his knee literally explodes in the second round, and Matus Gamrock gets a TKO victory via leg injury. Uh, I guess the wizard, we got to see seven minutes of this fight before this uh, injury happened. I thought Fazeev looked good. I thought his. This fight was, I feel like they were just about to start get going. It was just kind of, they were wading their way into the storm a little bit. Gamrot was, you know, was his relentless self, you know, kind of catching those kicks and trying to force those little single leg, like literally picking his leg up all the way above his head and stuff. Like, and Fazeev's balance was unbelievable. Uh, I saw people saying, oh, maybe he hurt his foot on the elbow and stuff. But, you know, when, when you saw the replay, you realized. Oh my God! He hurt the leg, his plant leg, on that kick, and it just—you see his—I don't know if it was his quad or I'm no—I'm no doctor, but it kind of just popped, and uh, that was it for Rafael Fazeev. So we take a, uh, or I take that loss on the TKO bet. And, I'm uh, glad I stayed away. Main event curse, man. The apex yeah. is cursed. For yeah, main events. It, it seems like it, especially when one of us bet on one of the fighters, they always get hurt. Literally every time. I stayed away, but you couldn't. You you had to get sucked into the curse. Yep. I was uh, on, I was on Ortega, and I was also on, was it Aspinall? Um, who else? Somebody else. There was another one. Oh, uh, what, yeah, what's it called? Yair and uh, Ortega? We had Ortega. Yep, yep. yep. That was fun. Um, it, so, very unfortunate. Um, I feel like Fazeev was doing pretty well. But again, like you said, we it hadn't really gotten started. Um, so that sucks. That that truly is the fucking worst thing to happen. And now, hopefully, he doesn't miss too much time. But yeah, it's not like you can run run that fight back in a couple months. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you just you treat it as a win. You know, not a great win, but it's a win nonetheless for uh, Matus Gamrot by KO TKO. If you had him inside the distance, there you go. Well, you don't tell that that Matus Gamrot that it's not a big win because that man celebrated <laughs> like he just won the Super Bowl after that guy's knee blew out. So it was. Uh, <laughs> Quite a spectacle there to see. Uh, 55 is another division that's going to kind of seem like it's on a uh, holding pattern now. After that Gaethje Poirier fight, you really don't know what's next. I mean, does, is Benil uh, lined up for anyone yet? Uh, I don't I don't believe so. I, don't. Um, I thought he was. I mean, I know they're talking about different guys and whatnot, but I, I feel like he was supposed to fight like Saruki or think. something like that. But I don't, I don't think so. So yeah, I don't think there's. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, look, I think there was a rumor, but I think it was just yeah. They, nothing was ever really made, so it seems like that division's going to be in a little bit of a holding pattern. So maybe a guy like Gamrot, who didn't really take much damage on Saturday night, could probably pop back in there and you know take advantage of that kind of. I don't know, power vacuum, I guess, because it seems like there's not, like, you know, Gaethje, Poirier. I mean, Gaethje seems like he'll, he, he's next for whoever wins that fight in, in, the, in, the, uh, in October. Yeah. If it's Islam, even better for him because it's, you know, a fresh matchup. Maybe not, you know, matchup-wise it's not better because that's hell to fight a guy like Islam Makachev. But, 
you know, he has the loss to Charles Oliveira. Poirier's just there, so maybe somebody could fight Poirier if that's what Poirier wants to do. But you never know. You really don't know what Poirier's up to now. Chandler's waiting for McGregor. He'll be probably never fight again. Uh, <laughs> you know, and Fazeev. Like, you know, it's just kind of a, another holding pattern situation, so it, it seems like. Yep. And uh, it just sucks. just sucks. I would like to have seen Fazeev go out on a sword and just get knocked out as opposed to something like this where we... Are like, oh, well, you know, who knows what would have happened kind of a situation. So, sucks. Also, shout out to Joe Martinez. They should have had him uh, do the Noche card, and I will stand by that. Oh, I agree with you, but he's not the better uh, <laughs> ring announcer, so I will. No, he's just the best. No, he's not. But Michael Diamante <laughs> is, but... Uh, <laughs> David uh, Diamante, come on. Whatever the fuck his name is, who cares? Uh, Bryce Mitchell, the Holy Roller. How about him, man? Getting in there with his Bible after the fight. Uh, That's cr- I, why did he bring that into the ring? Did nobody see that? Nah. That shouldn't be allowed. Well, I mean, you I can't guess bring you really flags, can't. You can bring the Bible. Yeah, you really can't stop these guys from doing did he whatever. Sneak it in, his, <laughs> in his trunks or something? I, who knows? I got my Bible with me. You're like, oh boy. I, 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 you know, it's funny. I went back and watched it like later, but during the fight, did not have. I didn't have the sound on watching the fight. The fights. I was. I had the dual monitor going on with the Notre Dame game. Not going to talk about that right now. But yeah, uh, uh, you know, tune in to tomorrow's episode if you want to hear <laughs> what I have to say about that. But uh, all in all, Bryce Mitchell, I think you know, did exactly what we thought he could do or should do in, in a sense. Uh, Danny, it's just it's tough matchup when you're fighting Bryce Mitchell. He is relentless. He his takedowns are just aggressive strong he's very good uh, you know with the wrestling and on the ground uh you know he, you know although like we've talked about Ige was able to get back up at some points but it doesn't really matter when you know you just spent two minutes on the ground you, you're winning minutes and Bryce Mitchell seems like a good point minute winner and uh he may not get a lot of finishes because you know it just seems like that's the way but you know he looked good on Saturday yeah, got, he did, got he chipped got- up a little bit though yeah, he was getting marked up, and man, I just, you know, if you were holding a Dan Ige ticket, you were just begging for him to not get taken down and and controlled, and that's exactly what happened, and very, very unfortunate. He landed, I think, four total strikes in the third round, uh, low output, but while they were standing, man, Ige was definitely cracking him and oh, yeah. winning the striking exchanges, but yeah, he just, he, you know, typical Dan Ige fashion, can't put it together, can't put more than one round or uh, even a round um, together his takedown defense, 58%. Uh, again, a lot of people thought Nate Landwehr let him off the hook without, you know, when he didn't try to grapple at all. And uh, I agreed. So, I, yeah, I think Danny Gay is probably uh, trending downwards, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's just a tough, uh, you know, like, it's tough for him. With, that's a tough matchup. If you match him up with somebody who wants to stand and bang, he's going to have success. But he's also kind of small. It seems he's small for that yeah. 45 division. So, I don't know. I mean, at least him in stature. You know, he's 5'7". You know, he may have a good reach, but that only does you so much. But how about Marina Rodriguez? I mean, you want to talk about a fucking beatdown. This was about as ugly as it gets. I did not – let me just say I want to go out and say this first. Don't want to see Michelle Waterson Gomez back in the octagon anymore. I think she's done her what she needs to do. She took one of the worst beatings I've, I've seen, and uh, I'm so glad I didn't bet. I wish I would have bet the TKO, obviously, but – uh, I, I, it, this was just ugly, Ty. This is real ugly. I, she was Bad. elbows, uh, straight hand, wherever she, she wanted stop. to. Like she couldn't she stop, couldn't stop any of those thing. knees. Yeah, those knees. That's right. Oh my god, those were vicious. And um, I mean, she's a savage. She's got the heart of a warrior. But um, that's not gonna. <laughs> she's lost six of seven now, 
And the only win was a split against Angela Hill, which could have won either way. Yeah. Like, she could be on a seven-fight losing Don't streak. Don't tell that That's to Angela fucking... Hill, by the way. No, absolutely do not. I think there's almost just a car accident right out front of my uh, balcony. But um, seven in a row, I mean, nobody wanted to see the rematch because the first fight, you know, she didn't win at all. Uh, they ran it back, and she gets steamrolled uh, even even easier, even quicker. And uh, the, the last fight with Luana Pinheiro was close, but she got, uh, she outstruck her. But she wasn't landing the damaging shots. That's always been her problem. You know, she has her little her style, uh, but she just she gets hit hard. She doesn't throw anything back really. I mean, um, does she have any finishes in the UFC? Yeah, I guess her it's kind of funny. Her first four wins in the UFC, her first four yeah. fights in the UFC, she got a she got four subs. Tyra Parker, whoever the fuck that is, uh, oh, that was under the Strike Force banner. I got gotcha. you. Okay, that's why her first two fights in the UFC, she also had an Invicta armbar over Jessica Penne. Uh, Angela Magana, not sure who that is, and Paige Van Zandt. So that's her wins, or her finishes. Yeah, not great. Uh, she also had Paige Van Zandt. Michelle Waterson was a UFC on Fox main event. So what? Pe- so it. what? What people have told me is Paige's content has uh, escalated uh, as well. For, uh, some I'll people have, have told to, me uh, that. I'll have to check her only pipes. But, my my uh, sources also, have told me. <laughs> my sources on the my boots on the ground. My sources have. Uh, have told me that her content, Kay Hansen also starting to, starting to up her game, uh, uh, working in the gym. I'm not uh, sure which gym, but she's... Uh, uh, okay, I don't know. Yeah, you never know when she's saying... When you say up her game, it's like, well, is she still fighting? Or what is, you know, what's going on here? Fears not. Fears those days are over. Also, yeah, but I, I agree with you, Michelle Watterson-Gomez. Don't think she should fight anymore. That was just a, uh, a mauling. And after the fight, she's like, I'm in good spirits. She made some kind of... Uh, she she Some kind of inspirational quote message about the seed being blossomed or blooming it's over. Uh, i don't know she got <laughs> it's over you got fucking shellacked and smoked throughout the, the the cage somehow made it into the second round not sure how that happened but um i feel like the ref was it uh carrie hatley i feel like he could have stepped in a little sooner but yeah. honestly michelle waters <laughs> i guess she was you know she didn't die so he's like oh she's fine but maybe he had a marina rodriguez round two ticket i'm not sure but she got battered yeah, she got beat up pretty bad. Like I said, don't want to see her anymore. Uh, and Marina Rodriguez, I, I'll have to see her do it to somebody who's not thirty-seven. So uh, when that happens, uh, I'll be, I'll feel better about it. But I mean, what, what is it? this? Is one fifteen? It's just kind of that like middle uh, of the rankings. There is just a clusterfuck. It's just people hopping in and out of spots, and you know, you never know what version of who's going to show up on a given night. So. How about Brian Battle? You keep you keep disrespecting Brian Battle, and every time he goes out there and just does what the people want him to do, I I really do think though that I mean AJ Fletcher just you really can't you're really fighting an uphill battle when you're fighting a guy that has a ten inch reach advantage on you and is just that much bigger than you as a human being. Uh, I don't know if AJ Fletcher should. Yeah, I just don't know if he should be at seventy. I don't know. No, probably not. I mean, I don't know if he can get to fifty-five, but I would try if I if I were him. It's just not uh, (laughs) a. It's not good. There's only the guys are only you know more powerful and bigger the higher up in the rankings you go. If you can't if you can't take out Pooh Bear, then uh, you got you got you got some problems. (laughs) No, but doesn't he? Didn't he uh, don a new nickname? The barbarian? No, the the butcher. Brian the butcher battle. I kind of uh, like that. I mean, Pooh Bear is just. I mean, that's just bad. The butcher is at least you know if he butch he's butchered people before, right? So I feel yeah. like it, it can kind of stick. And it Brian battle butcher. Uh, what's that called? Alliteration. Um, also coming down from one eighty five, and Fletcher probably should be at one fifty five. 
I mean, listen, Fletcher was doing pretty well early because, like I said, Brian Battle was on his back foot. Not really. He wasn't throwing his hands at all. Just throwing just just teep kicks up the Mitchell uh, Mitchell up the middle, which were Shut working. Up. I mean, Fletcher's body was red because he's very pale. But like, I thought he won the first round. At least made it close because he landed a couple. Uh, he knocked him down right with that elbow inside, right off the the, yeah. the the clinch break. And I was like, man, good shit, AJ Fletcher. We're doing good. And then he got taken down and just back taked, and that was just. Well, the second round started. Brian Battle came out way more aggressive. He was actually coming forward. When he does that, he's he's pretty good. It's just you know a consistency thing. I think also he's a slow starter, so just some things to work on for him. But I mean, listen, he's getting things done at 170. You know, it's it's sometimes a dormant division, um, and he has some some uh, some tools to work with, and he's uh, he's doing pretty well. Like you said, I have counted him out. I keep doing it. Maybe I shouldn't. He's won two in a row. I think he's You're going to one next in the UFC. No, yeah, you will. You yeah, will. oh yeah, he, oh absolutely. Especially if he runs it back with uh, Renat, he's he's cooked. But um, well, yeah, I mean, who the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should make that fight. Um, no, we shouldn't. No. <laughs> the gladiator. Um, yeah, Ian Gary Bryan battle next. I don't, I don't know, but good win for him. Bad win for uh, bad win. Bad loss for AJ Fletcher out of Louisiana. So if you did fade him because of the Louisiana fade, congratulations. Yeah, well, I had decision so. Last time I bet, uh, listen, this is a card that made me regret ever betting decisions. And I won't do it again, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Charles Jordan with the submission victory. I think I had inside the distance on this, but I don't. I didn't write it down. So I, I'm going to have to go back and uh, listen to it. I feel like down, I took huh? it, though. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm I, I, I'm going to have to go back and listen for verification because it seemed like I was all on that when I, when I, I mean, I bet it. And then I look back at the sheet later and I'm like, what the fuck? Fuck happened here? But, uh, hey. Easy, easy guillotine victory for your boy. Uh, what, uh, what say you, Ty? Yeah, it's weird. He he was threatening it for so long. I I, I figured Jordan or uh, Hamos would you know know what's going on and, and and not continue to keep his neck and bury his neck deeper. And he kept doing it. Yeah, uh, I think I don't know what was it. Was it a Ezekiel choke? No. What did he have before it? It wasn't a Darius, was it? It could have been. I forget. Like he he kind of transit. He kind of had it in. I forget. Dominic Cruz did a really good job of this fight, kind kind of, because uh, I, I didn't think it was him. I was like, you know what? He's an idiot. He's just going to pop his head out. Getting a guillotine here is really hard, and especially against Hamos. And Dom Cruz kept kept saying, oh, it, it, you know, that's in, that's in, that's in. And um, man, huge statement for Charles Jordan to to, to tap Ricardo Hamos. He kind of like a, a panic tap. Like he tapped, and as soon as he tapped, and Jordan let go, he was like, you know, obviously he wasn't going to sleep or anything. So. Uh, I'm not saying he shouldn't have tapped because obviously that thing was in tight. Also, he had, you know, he was kind of threatening it for like three, four minutes. So uh, obviously there was a lot of pressure. And Jordan's still young, man. He's what, 95? I think he was born in 95. Like, we've always been high on him. And obviously he's had his ups, he's had his downs. But that's kind of what has to happen when you're in your mid 20s. You know, I, I think I'd much rather see that than, you know, the Ian Gary approach where you're fighting a bunch of cans, not necessarily cans, but easy matchups and then not doing great in those matchups. Uh, Charles Jordan, quick finish uh, over over Ricardo Hamos. So yeah, big win. I mean, Ricardo Hamos, bit of a fraud. I yeah. think. Yeah, that's, um, that was kind of what I thought going into it, and it kind of proved it for me. Yeah, bounce back after that Crone Grazy fight, which was not his fault, but uh, he gets a finish here. And uh, yeah, I mean, listen, this is this is our boy. So uh, we'll see if he can continue to make strides at featherweight. For the, this is while while I w- did have the sound on, but I got to say, man. Another great night for Dominic Cruz for the fights that I did watch yeah. with the sound. He just he's awesome, man. And honestly, he kind of 
keeps Bisping in check when, when Bisping's in there. You know, because Bisping starts going crazy sometimes, and you're like, oh, boy. Here we yeah, go. that's kind of like how... I'm my lord! <laughs> I'm my god. Yeah, and also when, when they start talking about grappling positions, I, I really only want to hear Daniel uh, Dominic Cruz talk about, you know, what, what basically what's going on. Telling me what's going on in grappling um, exchanges. When, when Bisping talks, I'm like, eh, I don't think you really know Bisping's what you're talking like, about. like, why aren't but, they standing? You're like, all right, uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus, dude. Uh, there is more other to this than, than just throwing fucking hammers at each other, bro. Other than um, Dom Cruz saying, I don't think Rose is uh, going to get slammed on her head here three seconds before she got slammed yeah. on her head. She's fine uh, he, here. He's done. <laughs> she's, and she's having a seizure. Uh, You're like, okay, well, do you fucking <laughs> lied to me, dude. I think he's, uh, other than that, he's done really well. Uh, my favorite grouping might be Felder, uh, Anik, and... Cruz, honestly, or Felder, Anik, and Sanko. I think Felder, Cruz, Felder, Sanko, I think that those three have uh, great chemistry and they work really well together. Obviously, all being four fighters. I know Bisping was too, but he's just, um, I don't know, he's kind of like DC. Love when uh, Felder's in there too. Yeah, you're right. I think he's the man. He's also getting back in that cage, baby. I know. How about that, man? He wants to, UFC 300. I mean, that's good. That might, it sounds like that card's going to be six hours or 16 hours long, I should say. It's going to be a fucking all day <laughs> yeah. affair. Uh, I have to gear off for that one, but. You might have you know. to come up for that one. We might have an all time party yeah. here at my, at my crib just to fucking go. By the, you know, prelim main event, we're going to be fucking. Uh, I'll have wasted, a live so. pod with fucking 35 people in, uh, in the pod. We'll just do screaming. We should. We, yeah. Get as many people as we can, right? That would be very unfiltered. I feel like we wouldn't even be allowed. No, I think people would get arrested if if, they, <laughs> if I had some of these people that watch these fights with me on there. So they'd be like, wait, you're recording me? I'd be like, yeah, dude, told you that when you came here. Oh, shit. Yeah, the, the flashing lights and camera, are they not uh, evident? Yeah. Um, also, we would have to take a shot every time. Um, well, so we have to make drinking games for sure. Then, oh, my God. Know. Yeah, we'd be, I, I would be absolutely be fucking nuked by the time. I, God knows – what do you think the main event? We know we'll talk about that another time. I wonder what the main event for something like that would be. It'd have to be something huge, man. Brock, Connor, and Taporia. Connor and Brock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep it moving. Um, Floyd Mayweather and Ronda Rousey. <laughs> run. Yeah, the fight that the people have been waiting for. I'm. I'm a beat her ass, man. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna take it easy on her. I'm a beat her fucking ass. You're like, okay. Here we go. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Floyd. It's not nothing out, you know, out of normal for you, man. You you like to uh, put your hands on women. Shout out. All right. Um, All how right. about Miles Johns taking out Dan Argetta? Uh, he kind of just had enough to beat him. Miles Johns didn't. I mean, it was this was a gritty performance from him. I think he looked good in this fight. Dan Argetta is just kind of a relentless pace fighter who has you like you. I think you said this. No striking defense at all. Uh, he Jesus, just kind of stands man. there and I mean, eats shots. It, but, you know, his... Bisping kept saying, he, he's just coming in like a zombie. Yeah. Like a zombie. I love when he <laughs> says the word zombie. I think it's so funny. Uh, he's just walking in like a zombie. And, um, dude, he, 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 kept, he doing. kept doing it. It was like the most predictable thing. Like, he would come, like, the way he would walk forward was very aggressive. And he was like, he, he would move his body a little bit side to side. And then he would just get fucking <laughs> countered every time, and then he would just keep he would just keep doing it. And I'm like, bro, what are we doing here? Like, you know, Miles Johns, I think, got very tired after that first. Was it a, right away? There's a just a grappling exchange, like a big scrum, right? They just kept trying to. Well, yeah, and then uh, Argetta ended up on his back, like on the cage, and then ended up on the ground on his back. 
And, I mean, I feel like Argetta probably won the first round, or he could have, because then Miles Johns got up and landed some good shots. But, I mean, Argetta was on his back for, it felt like, two to three minutes of that round. And, I mean, but it didn't really matter, because Miles Johns won those last two rounds pretty handedly, and he was landing whenever he wanted. And Argetta got, Argetta, I would say, didn't get, like, completely dominated, but it's just, he has some serious holes in his game that are going to hold him back. Absolutely. Yeah, this was, uh, again, the fact that he was the favorite, uh, I thought it was crazy, but Shouts Miles Johns, catch that ticket. I wish I put five million dollars on it because I was very, very confident yeah. in getting this win. And uh, he, yeah, he his striking it. is like wild, though. It kind of like worked out for him. He just throws very loopy. wild loop and shots. Yeah, it's just if he he's one of those guys. He's like a fucking keg, man. If he threw straight like right down the chute, he'd probably knock people the fuck out, man. But he just I don't know. You know yeah. what? What are you gonna do? But uh, how about the Dirty Bird? Tim Means, man, you had this one as well. Uh, look, Falajo stinks, and I should have known this. I, I said it the last time that he fought, but he can't. I mean, I won't even say he can't take a shot because that knee, that the first knee, I think it was in the second round that landed her. For I don't remember what round, but it was a bomb, and he, you know, he got wobbled, but he stayed upright and he, he survived it. But the knee was there the whole time, and, and Tim Means landed it a couple more times before he eventually ended the fight in the third round with it. Uh, Tim Means was throwing heat. He was eating shots that weren't really affecting him. Uh, I mean, Falajo just stinks, man. I just think, you know, he got vetted out by uh, by Tim Means. You know, Tim Means still has it. He's not, you know, it's not going to be an easy night out when you go fight Tim Means. But I mean, he that was that was a guy who had just lost three in a row, and he just came out and dominated Andre Filajo. So maybe yeah, there's not a spot uh, for actually... Mr. Filajo in the uh, UFC. Yeah, I think he's probably an LFA, an L, an LFA fella. Honestly, maybe Bellator or PFL, uh, whatever they're doing, can sign him. But um, I was kind of impressed by him. Like he had moments where he was really, he had Tim Means on the on the cage or on the on the on the retreat, and he was landing some good shots. But he's very just very basic. Like I said before, he kind of throws like that heavy right kick, left hook, and that's like it, like a right uppercut maybe, like a, or a big. right. He just swings kind of wild. He has power, but he just doesn't know how to hone it. Um, to, to his best ability. And uh, other than that, he just doesn't really have anything. Like his striking defense is just absolutely abysmal. Tim Means landed 72% of his significant strikes, and Tim Means swings wild sometimes. Like, uh, Yeah, so just great finish for the Dirty Bird. He still has a little bit left in him. Uh, I'm not sure how much, you know. Cause, not a little you know, bit. Some, Yeah, not, not too much, but uh, just enough to really get you by Mr. Andre Fialiu. Uh Also, nobody knows how to say his name, so... Yeah, neither do I, and uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I don't know what they do with Tim Means next. I imagine they're going to feed him to some young animal next time. Uh, that's it. Always seems like that's the way. It's like, oh, you got to win back. Okay, we can we can market this, and then it's just like, oh, he's fighting Shavkat Rachmanov. You're like, wait, whoa, what? Like, what are we doing here? Or you know, somebody along those lines, maybe a uh, Miguel Baeza or something like that, which would probably be a good matchup, but. Uh, I'd like to see what Honestly, they do yeah. with Tim Means next, but I think it's going to be something along those lines. Um, this was gross and disgusting. Cody Brundage wins this fight via a legal elbow to the back of the head. Now, let me just say, that was an illegal elbow. It was. And it landed pretty hard. Uh, I think we can all agree. But you could tell right away that this fight was not going to be going good for Cody Brundage. And, you know, he, he did this thing, like we said, He's going to go out. He's going to give him his all for the first minute or minute or two. And then he's going to completely gas out. 
He's going to be a two-pump chump. He's going to bust his load, and then he's just going to have Jacob Malkoon on his back smashing him out. Sounds like sounds like my prom night. Yeah, <laughs> and it just seems like Cody Brundage has that quit in him, man. We, you know, we say that people have that dog in him. Cody Brundage does not have that dog in him. Uh, he yeah, has. He's it, got that cat in him. Yeah, he's going meow. Yeah, it's not. It, 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 dude, there are so many situations where he just quits, and it seems like this is a a situation where he quit. <laughs> And you could say he had the right to or whatever. What I mean, obviously, he won this fight via illegal elbow, but now he's, like, deleting comments on his Instagram and shit like that. And he's like, you know, people are like, you're a fucking fraud, like, all this shit to him. And, he, you know, hey, he, he won double his money, right? Whatever he gets paid, 15 to 15. He walked out of there with some extra bread. But we all, we everybody knows the real shit. You're not going to get support for getting elbowed in the back of your head. And it was just dumb by Jacob Malcolm. He didn't need to do that. But really, I, I you know what really pissed me off is that I lost that bet because of that, too. Like, I lost it inside the distance because this guy fucking elbowed him in the back of the head. I didn't even get a void. Could have used a void. I can't get over the, the meow. That was crazy, but... Um, yeah, I feel like it should have been no contest, man. I, you know... I guess he did elbow him in the back of the head, and then Bisping Cruz kind of trying to differentiate if it was a forearm or an elbow, and Dom's like, no, no, it was an elbow. He might only end with the forehead or the forearm, but <laughs> getting hit in the back of the head in general is, is not good. Miserable, not good yeah. for your – also, it makes me uh, – it's one of the, the – one of the worst things you can do to really just set me off is touch the back of my head. Yeah. I do not like it whatsoever. I will just freak the fuck out. So, um, yeah, I mean, right after they, they kind of stopped action – Brundage, I don't want to say he looked fine, but he kind of did. And then he, he, he needed to take all the time in the world. They brought the doctor in here, and he's just, he's just sitting there against the cage. His body language was pretty much like, I'm, I'm not going to stand up. <laughs> Yo, so. he's going, no. No, like, I'm done. Like, like, I don't care what happens. I don't care what you guys decide. I'm not fighting anymore. It's just like, wow. Like The ringside physician comes in the, the octagon, looks, at him, looks him in the eyes, for like seven seconds, and then he's like, yeah, this fight's over. He's not fighting again. Um, and then when they read off, I think I think Malcoon thought it, was, it would be a no contest, and then as soon as uh, Joe Martinez read off the winner, he was um, he was not happy. I mean, he, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't, he shouldn't get a loss for that. You can say, oh, it was stupid all you want. It was one shot. It wasn't four. You know, like how many times have we seen somebody land multiple – uh, shots to the back of the head. I, I'm trying to think of the one, the one fucking really obvious one that was very recent, but I'm really having trouble. So, whatever. Either way, that I, I think it should have been a no contest. I don't think you can reward the guy for winning. Props to him for getting his win bonus and maybe getting another fight in the UFC. I mean, honestly, that's something Dana White will cut you. He does not care. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, Jacob Malkoon got robbed, um, kind of robbed himself partially, but. What are you gonna do? Yeah, he, I, you know, like I, I don't, I feel bad for Jacob Malcolm, but he did, you know, I always, uh, he did kind of put himself in that situation by just doing that dumb shit. But like you said, like mistakes happen in these fights. You kick someone in the sack by accident, and they're like, oh, I can't fight. It's like, well, does that mean he loses too? You know, like I don't, I, I don't, I don't really uh, agree with that. You know, being a win, like you said, I think it's a no contest if anything, but. You know, I, Cody Brundage, it ha, well, he'll get what's coming to him. He's he should he should not be in the UFC though. That's I think no. been made apparent. Like you said, just because he won this fight, it's not going to stop Dana from cutting him. I think he knows this guy's a waste of uh, time and money, so he'll probably get rid of him soon. But uh, 
How about Mo Usman? Never really even came close to finishing this one. Uh, Jake Collier looked a little bit more slim, I must say. He looked pretty good. Mo Usman looked pretty good here. Uh, and they looked both, both these guys looked like they were in good shape, but uh, this one was boring as well, too. So I really don't have much to say. Yeah. Mo Usman has the uh, – him, him and his brother, they're tough. I'll give him that. But they do not react well and do not like getting punched, it, it appears. They do not like it. Um, Mo Usman, I think, is going to get knocked the fuck out brutally sometime soon. Um, it just depends on, you know – Whoever he gets, maybe he gets Voltron. Maybe Voltron and Mo Usman got to run it, run it up. You mean the clean monster? His name's Volter. I, I've uh, been, I've been schooled on this. He's eleven and zero, and it's coming. Megatron right? Walker. You know, uh, Megatron Walker. I can't wait for him to get in there, dude. That's gonna be, that's gonna be a fucking spectacle. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, listen, I'm not gonna sit here. Jake Collier probably shouldn't be in the UFC either. That's four in a row. Thanks for coming. Martin Boudet, you know, guys like that, Chris Barnett and Mo Usman, that's, you got to go. Andre Arlovsky, even though he kind of won that fight, but, uh, yeah, it's a loss. It's a loss and you should, we should move on. And I am in agreement. I think Mo Usman's, it's it's coming for him soon. I don't know when, I don't know who, I don't know how, but somebody is going to take care of him in in gruesome fashion (laughs) and it's going to be bad. So Jesus, they're going to butcher him and his family like lambs. Well, I'm just letting the people know what the shit, what the real (laughs) shit is, but how about Mizuki Inoue? You want to talk about scorecards? Uh, these were all over the place. Uh, this is one of the scorecards I had to look up because I was like, what did people like think about the?" I mean, I don't think anybody had the same thing. I think it was all over the place, all three of them. Uh, and she beats Hannah Goldie, which we kind of expected. I had the sub, which was a dumb bet, another dumb bet. Uh, I had another dumb bet. And this is just a dumb day for me, a bad day for your boy. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, Mizuki, you know, c- took care of business against Hannah, and uh, that's that. Yeah, Mizuki, I guess, dropped the Inoue out of her name. I guess you can just do that when you're an Asian fighter or an Asian So she's just Mizuki uh, now? Person. Yeah, just Mizuki. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Tapology um, needs to step up then because uh, they got they got Inoue yeah. still there. Well, I don't know. Um, yeah, Adelaide Bird, Junichiro, Kamijo, David Lethaby all had different cards. Um, Adelaide Bird gave the first two to Mizuki. Uh, Kamijo gave one and three to Mizuki, and Lethaby gave two and three to Mizuki. So they all just did it. No, they, were, they weren't sure. I mean, it was a pretty, you know, uh, elef- Invicta, I guess. This fight probably should have taken place in Invicta. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, the first three cards of this night were very, very non-UFC level, uh, especially this one. This one was bad. I mean, Hannah Goldie, listen, she's jacked. She's She's... Pretty hot, I think, in a, in a kind of weird way. Not weird way, but yeah, if you're she's just that. jacked as fuck. Yeah, she's cute, for sure. Um, and she seems fun. She seems nice. She seems like she fucking works hard. I heard she's awesome. She's really good in the gym, but when the lights come on, man, she's just she's just painfully, painfully average. Like This fight was so boring. <laughs> it was just so boring. Speaking man. of which. Yeah. Speaking of which, Montserrat Rendon, not to be confused with Anthony Rendon. Gets a split decision against Tamiris Vidal. I had inside the distance. Another dumb bet. Another just dumb, <laughs> dumb bet. I got, I got, you know what? I got to chill the fuck out when I do this podcast. I get lost in the sauce. I was trying here. to tell you. No, you were. And I was like, no, nah, no. Nah, I'll win enough that these won't matter. No, I didn't. I definitely didn't. And this mattered, okay? I got fucking cooked on Saturday night. But you want to talk about cooked. I got cooked on that. And then my Irish lose on the last second of the fucking, re- you know what? All right. I'm not going to do that, but. Listen. With 10 guys on the field. 10 guys on the field twice. But at the end of the day, 
Montserrat Rendon took care of business. You know what I did want to talk about from this fight is that I believe it was a Kerry Hatley stopped the fight after Vidal got punched in her tit. Yeah, that and, was. And then and then the, like <laughs> you hear Bisping and uh, Cruz are like, are they? Is that are they allowed to? And I'm thinking in my head the same thing. I'm like, wait, is that a thing? Like I didn't. I've never yeah. seen a girl. And you see Kerry Hatley like, no, 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 we're going, we're going, get in here. And she's, fucking Vidal's rubbing her tit like, ah, oh, shit, man, that fucking hurt. But uh, what a boring, what a boring fight this was, man. And Vidal stinks. Uh, the Rendon just won this fight off pure uh, action and just kind of putting shit out there and landing head strikes as opposed to leg kicks. And that's kind of what won her the fight. I think Vidal won the first round and I think uh, Rendon won the last two. That would be my scorecard. But yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I feel like they should definitely make it a rule that, you know, a low blow a low strike to a man is similar to a low or high strike to a woman. Because I feel like that has to hurt. Uh, you know. If, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I imagine getting punched in your tank yeah. hurts. Yeah, I imagine you, your, your boobs and your balls are very uh, similar in um, – I can't think of the word. In fr- fr- fragility, maybe they're both very fragile. Like, I'm sure it hurts both. Anyway – also getting kicked in the in the vag, I'm sure. Also can't feel great. Um, so yeah, maybe we should outlaw that. Maybe we should uh, <laughs> mess with the rule. It's funny because that like never happens for yeah, some reason. I've never somehow, seen that happen. Or at least, um, but yeah, that uh, it, you know, there you go. Uh, also, Chris Lieben somehow giving a Tamir's Vidal two rounds is just. I mean, yeah, I, I don't bad. see. I saw the second round he gave her, I think. And that, that's where I was like, I looked at the scorecards and I was like, who gave? And I looked at Chris Lieben. I went, God damn it, man. Like, that's the one guy that we couldn't really, you know, like, we, we can't really afford for you to be just giving out random scorecards like that. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, who cares? I mean, at the end of the day, who really cares? That was UFC Vegas 79. Uh, performance of the night goes to. Uh, Marina Rodriguez, Charles Jordan also gets fifty thousand, and fight of the night was Tim Means and Andre Filu Filao Filaho, uh, however you want to say it. But I think that was worthy of the money. And this is a card that kind of we're gonna forget about by next week. So um, it's just kind of unfortunate. Things just really didn't go its way, and it just kind of snowballed from there, and it just was ugly. But uh, any uh, contender series thoughts before we get out of here? I guess I know you got to uh, you have a hard out here soon but uh, I don't well, know well not I, I do not anymore oh okay my sister has changed. left my ass stranded there you go I've been stranded and I don't even know how if I'm getting over to the the Tampa now so we'll see I don't, I don't know what's going on I have to stay tuned from scratch stay tuned um yeah I'm not too sure I think the main event is going to be a banger for this uh I, I, th- I have to tape this a little bit uh I've had a brutal weekend I haven't slept in ever there you um, go so yeah, I'm not too sure. Honestly, I don't have any thoughts. I think tomorrow I'll give you some uh, some thoughts um, if we uh, if we run it back, which I think we might. And um, our contender series picks are for Twitter anyway. So that's I just yeah. to, I didn't know if you had any. Little, I mean, other than uh, uh, Sora Rock Rock Mom Frodoff, uh, that was the only one that we were really had some thoughts and opinions on. And here we go. There's a video playing on this fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? Get out of here. Yeah, we're done. We're done. All right. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. Listen, Tapology. I have it fucking muted. Why do you play music and shit while I'm on the podcast? Why? 
doesn't matter anyway. But how about it, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Matt McSweeney. I am Tom Capone. And listen, guys, as always, uh, set your units to a certain level and don't go over them, okay? Because sometimes you end up getting cooked on a Saturday night and it ruins your Saturday and your Sunday, baby. So, uh, And shout out to uh, Taylor Swift showing up to the uh, Chiefs game. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. Go Birds.